Welcome to Digitally Creative. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me this week is someone I've been following on YouTube, no joke, for three years, and whose work I've grown to love so much over those three years. I have the one and only, the famous artist, Katie Mai. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. Hello. I'm so glad to be finally on the podcast after like so many years. I finally got over my podcast nerves. So, so yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly where we should start. So I asked Katie. Um, I'm pretty sure it was about two years ago that I asked you to be on the original on yes. Because We Make, and you were like, "Oh, that's so nice. Thanks for asking." I'm not really sure about being on a podcast though, and I was like, "Oh no, really?" Like. Okay, well, one day you come back to me when you're ready, and we'll 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 come up with something, and then we just kind of let it sit. And then when we were going to have you on because we make, and then of course that ended. And a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, "Hey, why don't you want to come on the new show?" And you're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "All right, yes, okay." So welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, glad I'm here. Yeah, I definitely like before. I think it was just something about just talking for an hour straight, like Mm -hmm. had me really nervous. But I think as I started getting used to like talking to a camera more, um, I finally built up the courage. So that's a good place. That's a good place to start actually, because your YouTube videos, I've noticed you're on camera more. You're, it's not just time lapse of you sketching, painting, drawing, cutting stickers on your cricket, all the stuff that, you know, you're kind of known for doing. I've noticed you're kind of on camera more. You're more you know, talking to the camera, you're kind of telling stories a little more. You definitely are more relaxed. It's got, you've gone through quite an evolution in the time I've been watching your videos. So what do you, what do you think brought that on? Or was it just you getting more comfortable being on camera, getting more comfortable doing YouTube? What do you think the, uh, the impetus for that is? Definitely. I think it was getting more comfortable being on camera and getting over just talk like talking out loud to myself I think (laughs) (laughs) like getting over the weirdness of speaking to a camera like it's a whole audience um I think yeah that's what was really holding me back and honestly being on the internet is a little bit scary I think sometimes so I think when I started realizing I can share more with my audience and I felt kind of safe and comfortable sharing more is Mm -hmm. when I started opening up a little bit more on camera but still like filming in public totally freaks me out still like I get super (laughs) nervous filming in public so baby steps (laughs) I was doing I was doing um I did a YouTube vlog I did one I did it for about a year and a half every day and and initially filming in public to me was was terrifying like just the idea of holding a camera you just feel like such an idiot right and It's such a weird thing to feel that way because so many people do it. Like, do you see all day, you know, wherever you are, somebody's got their camera in full selfie mode, you know, just talking to a camera. So it's not even that weird, but you still feel kind of weird. And then something snaps in your head one day and it stops being weird. And it's like, I can do this. All right, let's go. Where, yeah, are, we, exactly. where are we going? <laughs> yeah, especially with the growth of like Instagram reels and TikToks, mm-hmm. like everybody is filming what they're doing all the yep. time. So it's but, totally okay. I mean, have you? I I rarely ever go to a restaurant now where I see food come out where the first thing someone does isn't take a whiff, it's take a picture. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sit there and smell it and just go, oh, this smells so good. Now it's like phone out, perfect angle. Everybody stands up as soon as the food comes out so they can get a perfect (laughs) top-down shop. I actually have an app. I think it's called Foodie on my uh, on my phone and it's designed for taking food pictures so it'll automatically center the plate and it'll automatically color balance the photo so it isn't just a sea of brown and it's like oh man this is this must be something if somebody's making an app for it (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, one of my friends actually uh started her food instagram so i'm gonna totally recommend that to her (laughs) (laughs) so when i the way i found you was interesting because there was um a couple of years ago, I was I was watching, I was flipping through YouTube, and I don't know, I feel like YouTube suggestions just aren't as good as they used to be, because I remember distinctly the crowd of people that you were suggested among. Um, it was you, it was Paloma the Peach, it was um, Amy Made, I think it suggested, uh, Tomatoda, like just a bunch of people who I still follow to this day, and people who I never got tired of watching their stuff. 
and you were one of the people and you were at the time you were really big into stickers with your cricket. And yes. I was just, cause it was something I could never do and it just never worked for me. And I just watched you effort, effortlessly roll out the cart in your dorm room and like start making all the stuff or it wasn't a dorm room. Actually, you had a, you had a place with roommates, right? You were in an apartment. Yeah. We were at but, an off campus, like yeah. tight situation. Yeah. But it was like, you would roll out this cart and then, okay. Like I was, I felt so spoiled cause I had a table with my cricket set up and you're like, okay, I got to do stickers now. And it's like 25 minutes of like rearranging your room just to get your cricket <laughs> out of your closet. And yes. I'm like, I like this girl. She's like, God, she's got like, I want to do this and I don't care if it's a pain, I'm going to get it done. And that's when I started watching you. And now it's like your channel is turned into way more like a relaxed, like just artsy vibe. You trying new things. I've noticed there's no medium that scares you. There's nothing you don't try. My favorite thing you've done recently was when you came back from the vacation with your family and you did like, you, you know, you're showing your sketchbook from the vacation and the way you interpreted the things you did on your vacation into your sketchbook. And I'm like, wow, this is, there has been some serious growth in the way you approach your art. And it's been pretty interesting to watch. Um, how do you feel about where you are as opposed to where you were? I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I'd have to look at the screen, which would be rude. But off the top of my head, I can't remember how long you've been on YouTube, but I've been following you for about three years. So even in the three years that I've known of you, it's been quite an evolution. So how do you feel about where you've come and how your channel's evolving and how your content is evolving? Yeah, um, I think starting YouTube or starting posting regularly on YouTube was like probably the best thing I could have ever done because in that two to three years since then, my life has honestly completely changed and I never thought I would be sitting here right now doing what I do. Mm -hmm. um, so one, I think posting YouTube videos kind of forced me to keep practicing my art. Um, and keep practicing it consistently. So eventually my art started improving. Um, my video making skills started improving. And from where I was now, I was just doing it as kind of a side hobby. And I think in the beginning when I was in my dorm room, I was like really like hustling. I was like, okay, I think I can actually do this. And now that uh, I have achieved what I set out to do. Like, obviously there's still way more that I want to do, mm -hmm. but I think I'm at a place where I'm comfortable to experiment a little bit more, um, to see what kind of art forms I really, really want to pursue and just figure out what I want to do from here. So with that said, I think <laughs> it has been just like a crazy, crazy two to three years. And it's so cool to see people who have been along since the beginning of my journey. I think that is like the most awesome thing ever. I've been posting YouTube videos for, I think, eight years now. I would do like little <laughs> wow. travel videos, uh, little travel montages. And mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic is when I started doing like my art, posting more art related content on YouTube. So yeah, I just, it's been a crazy two years. <laughs> You got me. You got me really choked up um, a couple of weeks ago. It was a cup. I don't know. It was probably a couple of months ago at this point. When you were when you because um, you 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 finished school. Yeah, you finished school and you had moved into the corporate world, yes. and then you changed positions at the company you were working for, and then out of nowhere, you're like, "Guess what, guys? I'm a full time YouTuber, an artist now." And I was like, "I think I sent you a message right then." I'm like that's freaking fantastic. I'm so proud of you. And it's not that you need me to be proud of you. I'm not so arrogant that I think like Katie is just sitting there waiting for me to say she's, I'm proud of her. But I was really emotional because I know how much you wanted that. And I could feel, you know, there were a couple of times where you were talking about your job and it was just like the thing you did to make money had no passion for it whatsoever, but it was a good job. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that rut where it's like, I have no passion for this, but it's good money. I'll suck it up and do it. And you just took a leap and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this full time now. Like, first of all, how much thought did you give that before you did it? And did anything prompt it? And how do you feel since doing it? Are you scared or you're still yeah. hopeful? Like all the feels, let's hear them. <laughs> I feel like I haven't had a chance to talk about 
this deeply on my channel yet. So I know. I'm giving you like the inside scoop to my thoughts. Oh, you, can um, just, you can just clip this. I'll shut up. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let's see. Where do you even start? I, um, I'll start from where, when I was at that company. So I started there as an intern um, mm -hmm. when I was in college. And then from that kind of grew to me uh, getting hired full time after college. And I was working obviously in insurance marketing. And yes, I did not have much passion for it. Um, I like the As people I worked said. with. <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't want to, like everyone was awesome, but mm -hmm. it just, I, I like knew it wasn't for me. And ever since I was an intern there, I was just like, okay, like this is, this is fine for now, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. I would be like, okay, in four months, once I save X or once I finish this X project to put on my resume, I will quit and I'll go to another job or try to pursue art more. I was kind of thinking like I would move to a different company. I didn't think that I would do YouTube um, or art. <laughs> and so that went on for, I think, two years. So up until last month, mm -hmm. I would always give myself an excuse to stay longer. And I was just like super miserable. I would wake up and I just wouldn't want to go to work. Mm. And it just like wasn't at, at that time. I knew that if I didn't quit right then and there that I would have made another excuse and I would have ended up staying a lot longer. And at that time, YouTube and art was growing at like a very accelerated pace. And I really, really could not keep up with both of them at the same time. And for like the sake of my mental health, I was like, I need to choose one or the other. There's obviously something, one of the options is what I am more passionate about. And like, it's just like my whole being is being called to that one thing. So I literally, this is the story of how I quit. Um, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was in Denver with my friends and then I had a red eye flight back home to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And that whole time I was kind of like, should I do it? Should I not? And I didn't sleep at all during the red eye flight. I was getting back on Monday morning. I didn't take off of work. And I was just like, okay, during my one-on-one -on -one meeting with my boss, I'm just going to tell her like, I'm going to wow. get, I'm just going to tell her, give my two weeks notice and I'm just going to do it. So it kind of was like a spur of the moment decision, but honestly, like I don't regret doing that at all. I think the timing was perfect and yeah, it was just kind of wild. <laughs> that's a, that's a bold move. Like it's funny cause you didn't make it quickly. You, 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 you you had been thinking about it for a while, so it wasn't something that you arrived at spur of the moment and just did something spontaneous. But I think actually doing it, even when you think about it for a while, can actually feel really spontaneous and probably a bit reckless to an extent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember like coming out of my meeting, and then I was like, "Wait, did I just dream that? Like, I'm I'm running on zero sleep right now. Like, what did I just do?" <laughs> wow, that's that's great. I mean. The good part is, and you know, don't, this isn't, you know, the old gray beard saying this, but you know, you're young, right? So if you're going to take a risk like this, now's the time to take the risk. It's not when you're my age and you go, I really can't right now. Like it's, uh, there, you know, you don't want it to pass you by. Like your, your creativity is already excellent. Your art, your love of art, your passion for what you're doing is already there explore that for a while. Corporate America is not going anywhere. In fact, if anything, it's probably going to get easier to get a job in corporate America real soon. <laughs> um, but I was just so proud of you for just doing it too. Cause I know based on, you know, I know you were excited, like you took that business trip and you know, you were, you know, taking little stories from your, your hotel room going important meeting today, guys. And I'm like, she's hating every minute of this, but she likes, she's still liking being doing the social media part of it, but you're hating it. And then, yeah, you're, you're out. It's, I'm so happy for you because now you get to do what you love. You get to m basically work your thing on your time. I mean, that's got to feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does feel amazing. Um, like sometimes I kind of get caught up in like, oh, I don't, I'm not getting that 
every two weeks there is like a set amount coming to me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have that security, which at first that's one of the, also one of the reasons why I was scared to quit. Sure. Um, but I think like I was able to save enough where I was like, okay, like I think I'll be fine for the time being. And then I could figure something else out. Cause I'm like, definitely like always like go, 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 like drive myself, like pushing myself more and more. So. Well, your, your hustle, your hustle has kind of accelerated because your, your Patreon, your Patreon's growing. I notice you're doing more shop updates. I notice you're pushing more product out there, showing more stuff off. You're working harder on designs. I mean, you know, you're not just where you cut off your job. You didn't just continue from there. You're like, okay, got the time, time to start putting in the extra effort. How has right. it felt to not just be focusing on art part-time, but to like, not and not, e not even to just be focusing on it at the level you were, but to be focusing on it on a whole like upgraded level. Like you're really... Because now it's not just a passion, it's also your income. So did it, does it feel weird or how does that feel for you? It does feel a little bit weird. And I honestly still am figuring it out. And I feel like you probably can relate to this too, where it's like, okay, I need to build myself a schedule, but I'm the one who is holding myself accountable to it. So like I could do no work one day and then just spend the next like three days, like 24 seven, like yeah. doing um, whatever I'm doing. So I, it's so new to me still where I haven't figured out my set schedule. Um, okay. Cause I feel like I've just been coming, like projects have been coming along and I've been like tackling those as they come, but uh, I still need to figure out like a more longer term plan. For you're going to hit those moments. You're going to hit those moments where you're like in the middle of the day and you're like, I could really start that now. Like I can start like even like setting up this recording because, you know, obviously temporarily I'm temporarily unemployed, I like to say. And but it's but I'm still working like I'm working for myself now while mm -hmm. I'm, you know, looking for another position. And I, you know, just setting up this recording today, it's like, oh, yeah, we, I can record in the middle of the day on a weekday now. It's like I don't have to doesn't have to be on a weeknight and I don't have to get it done before 11 o'clock so I could be up at a decent hour and head to work. It's like, wow, this really does change the way you look at things. It makes all the stuff that are your passion projects that you do outside of your job feel a lot more doable and achievable now. I don't need to procrastinate things to make room for the day job anymore. It's kind of nice, actually. Right. Yeah. And I, I noticed the first couple of weeks I would I would be like, oh, I can't do art in the morning. That's like super weird. I'm going to save it till 5 p.m. because that's what I was used to doing. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, wait, I can draw in the morning and just like draw for four hours. That, like, that, explains, totally that explains your color palette. You're used to drawing at sunset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm used to drawing at sunset. I'm used to like staying up late and like finishing stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, like trying to figure out my sleeping schedule because i'm definitely a night owl so i'm like but i do want to start working on stuff during the daytime but yeah you gotta get those gotta get those golden hour moments in <laughs> right exactly that's yeah. your best filming time so maybe you do your filming in the morning you do your art at night yeah exactly it's it's so it's been so cool like watching you know just even watching your instagram grow like you're at forty-five thousand followers on instagram which is an absurd number like I, that's a that's a big big number like does it ever does it ever hit you you know you sitting there you know just going oh my god a lot of people watch my stuff like does it ever like has it has it started to sink in because like i said i've been there for a couple of years and you've grown a lot in three years as far as audience like does it ever sink in where you go oh wow this is not only happening but it's happening big yes um <laughs> like every single day i'm like oh my God, like what? I actually said to my parents, I think last week, um, I was talking about all the artists that I was inspired by when I first started and they had uh, huge followings like I do now. And I was like, I can't believe that like I was like looking up to them and now I'm here. And it's just like, I feel like a normal person. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, like, I idols to your peers very quickly, right? It's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I idolize them so much, but it's like, they're also just like normal artists mm -hmm. uh, too. So yeah, I was just kind of like 
in shock. I was like, I just can't even like believe this. Like, it's so, so crazy. And then when I went to Renegade Craft Fair, like a lot, a bunch of people um, came up to me from Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I get to meet like my followers <laughs> in real life. And it was just, everyone was so amazing. And it's just, just so unbelievable to me still. Like, I still like can't wrap my head around it. Even like when I had a thousand followers, I was like, this is wild. That's so a thousand people. people care what I have to say. Like what world is this? <laughs> I know. Like it, even if my posts get like 300 likes, I'm still like, that's a lot of people. Like, I mean, it's like the analogy I used a couple of weeks ago. Like, you know, think of, think of the numbers as a room, like put 300 people in a room. That's a big room. Like that's a, that's a big lecture hall at a prestigious university. And if you walk into one of those and you're overwhelmed by how big it is, well, congratulations, your audience is that size, you know? And so, it's like, so wild. It's, so wild. Yeah. It's, sometimes it, it, it does. Feel, or like, you know, you do, you, you find people that, that know your work really well, but you've never spoken to them. And one day they just kind of come out of the woodwork and say, Hey, I've been following you for a long time. And like your stuff is really inspiring to me. I'm sure you must, I mean, you must get that a ton, especially with what you do. Like, because your style kind of feels approachable. You, you in general, the stuff that you do feels very approachable. Um, it's you have a distinct style that I think is relatable for a lot of people, where they're like, "I think I can do this." Like, okay, she kind of carved a niche for herself. I can carve a niche for myself too. You must get those really misty eye moments quite often, don't you? Yeah, like every time I check my DMs, I'm like overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, like, I could say the same thing back to you. Like, uh, like, oh no, no, I don't know. It's just every like, whenever I read these messages, honestly, I'm getting like overwhelmed right now. I'm like, I can't. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> let's let's talk about your influences because your style has pretty much been mostly the same in the time that I've known you and been aware of your work. So you seem to have found your, your spot, but where did, where did your style develop from? In fact, let's, let's even go back a little further. I, when we, when I have an artist on, I always like to ask questions like, did art run in your family? Were your parents either, were your parents artists or just really encouraging? Like, let's start there. How did you get started with art and how did you figure out that, that was what you wanted to be. I know you said when you did the sketch, I think it was when you were doing the sketchbook video from your vacation that you knew from a really young age that you wanted to be an artist. Yes. Or maybe it was the full-time video. One, one of those recent videos, you said that you'd always wanted to be an artist. So why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you came to love art and then we'll go into your style and how, you, how it evolved to what it is today. Yeah. Um, so my parents aren't artists. Um, but I, they were very encouraging. Um, so they let me, if I had an interest in something, they um, were there to support me. And I think it was like three years ago, I was going through some stuff in my grandparents' garage and there was one of my old little notebooks from I think when I was like five years old. And it said in the journal entry, like I would be delighted to be an artist when I grew up. Wow. And, and yeah, thinking back on that now, like, I don't remember, like, thinking that when I was that young. So it's kind of crazy to me that like 10 years or 20 years from that moment, um, that I that was like, just something that was always just in the back of my head. Um, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because like, when I was growing up, I didn't actively pursue art in this way. I would like, sometimes like bring out my paints every once in a while and paint something, but then I wouldn't touch it again for like another year or so. Um, so yeah, it was always something that was in my life, but it wasn't the focal point of my life. And like through high school, I would take like some art classes, but like nothing major. And then in college, I wanted to major in film actually. Um, so I originally applied to schools as a film major. And then I was at Rutgers University in New Jersey and I was going to film and I was like, I don't think I'm going to do anything with this. And <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should be a little bit more practical. And so I ended up changing my major to psychology. And then two years into school, I was like, 
okay, I do kind of want to do art still. So thankfully my school had a bachelor's of arts program, not they had a fine arts program, but they also had a bachelor of arts program. So I was able to take a couple art classes on the side and do a double major. And okay. it wasn't as intensive as like a full on arts um, degree. So there in college, I got to kind of like satiate that like artist in me. And yeah. And then the last year of college is when everything else happened. Um, that's when things started really blowing up for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my relationship with art and how it was like growing up. Uh, people who really inspired me to actually start posting are all like the big art YouTubers that uh, you probably watch, like Paloma, mm -hmm. uh, Leah Lexin, Furry Little Peach, mm -hmm. uh, really look up to them. And then I think my style kind of has like a storybook style. So artists like Rebecca Green, um, Julia Sarda is a really big inspiration to me. Um, and yeah, I think just by watching their videos and then seeing the art that they make, I was like really inspired to make that for myself. And there I, am. I, I could totally see you illustrating children's books and like the books winning awards for illustration. Like, cause it's that kind of just this really clean. Cause see the thing with your style is like your style lends itself to being very informal but yet it's still like when you post your finished pieces, they're always so nice. Like there, there's one piece that I use, like I was trying to explain to someone the kind of art that you do. And it's the one that you did with the fossils in the ground. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is the most representative thing that she's ever put on her feed. If, if you, if you understand this, you understand her, but it's like, I, and the per, the last person I showed it to just said, oh, wow, it's like a really funky children's book style. I was like, yes, that's the style. That's her vibe. And it's kind of cool that she picked up on it. But is do you have any, like, I know you want to do the art, but do you have any aspirations of doing something? Well, this is going to sound crappy, but you, you'll know what I mean. Do you have any aspirations of doing something really practical with your art, like illustrating a children's book or like stuff like that or... Yes, yeah, so I don't want to say anything like okay. right now because I do have I do have something in the beginning stages, okay. uh, so I don't want to jinx it quite yet. Um, but there is something potentially in development. I love um, it along those lines, but yeah, I'm gonna keep quiet on it for now. Yeah, no, that's great. That's wow. That's that's a that's a nugget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like just giving you a little bit. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, I'll take I'll take whatever you want to give. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, where who so your inspiration were you you re, you named some of the people that were your inspiration where do you think because you're not like photorealistic you don't do portraits you have kind of that you have a very individualized style how long did it take you to kind of fall into a groove where the vision you understood what's you kind of had an idea of what something's going to look like in your style versus I'm going to draw this and see what I come up with. Like how long has it taken you to kind of hone that down to where, you know, what your stuff is going to look like when it's done now? Yeah. Uh, so I think that it didn't start like to click until honestly, I was doing all those peach tober drawings because before I wasn't really creating art consistently. So mm -hmm. it would be like, I would go a month or two weeks without creating anything. And it's like, Oh, what's going to happen this time? Like, I don't remember how to paint, like what the heck is going to be on the page. So I think after doing all of those every single day, I kind of figured out and was comfortable enough to trust myself mm -hmm. and not think too deeply about what's going to come on the page. So I would go in with an idea in mind. And that's kind of when uh, it, again, it started to click and I was like, wow, the idea in my head is translating onto the page and somehow this painting is coming from it. Like it, like, honestly, I kind of black out a little bit, but, but it, it was then where I was finally it's like, autopilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, it was then I was finally like, okay, like, I think this is me. This is my style. And I'm really comfortable with the brush and I really trust my hand and my mind uh, to work together and create mm -hmm. this. It's kind of just like after doing it for so long, Again, like autopilot, like sure. it's going on autopilot. You you hit you your videos, 
you've hit some peaks and valleys in your videos over the time that I've known you. Um, a lot of there were times where you weren't doing a lot of art in your videos. There were a lot there were a lot of haul videos. There were a lot of going out videos. There were a lot of travel videos. There were a lot of book videos and channel update videos, but not a lot of art in your videos. And I've noticed that the last couple of months or so, even before you said you were going full time, I noticed the last couple of months you were doing more of um not a full on draw with me vibe, but there's a lot of draw with me or watch me draw type stuff in your videos. Was that conscious or was it just, you know, did you say I need to have more art in my art YouTube channel or was it just like, I'm not doing enough art. Maybe this will just kick me in the ass enough to make me do it. Yeah. Uh, so I think with that, it was just me having enough time to actually make art um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it, uh, I wasn't, when I was working, I just didn't have the time to like always be making art. So I would mm -hmm. be focusing on, oh, trying to design stuff for a shop update yeah. or just living life. So I wouldn't go like completely bonkers. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I really want my channel to be very me and I do go through like phases of what I like, what I don't like in and out of, um, in and out of my hobbies. So I think my channel really does reflect that. Like, I think there was a point last year or this year, the beginning of this year where I was really, really into reading. So I really wanted to like push my book stuff and, so I think I'm in a period where I'm like, okay, I'm making art a lot. Um, so that's kind of where my content is going. Like, I think it's really, it's just a reflection of my life, <laughs> basically. You still watch Criminal Minds while you draw? Oh my gosh. I have been meaning to do a rewatch. It was just, <laughs> sometimes I get really scared. <laughs> so like, I, I have to like not watch it. Right those, now. Of you, those of you that haven't seen Katie's videos and it's, it's not so much the recent videos, but your older videos, it was your, when you were in your dorm, it was your Dell laptop and you would be drawing something on either your iPad or your computer. And then in a tiny, tiny little window was criminal minds on every single yeah. video. It's like, <laughs> How has she watched so many episodes of this show? It was like, it was starting because I first I had to figure out what you were watching. And then I saw, I think I saw Mandy Patankin or, in one of the, and I was like, oh, okay, she's watching Criminal Minds. Okay, at least I know what she's watching now. Like, I had to know what you were watching. And then I started noticing, like, oh, wow, she's every video she's watching this show. Like, it's just her background noise. Yeah, Don't I think I listen to music. She listens to serial killers. <laughs> I think I rewatched it probably like three times, and that was like my third rewatch during that like season of my life. And then, <laughs> and then I was just like, I need to give myself like a year to like reset my brain and like forget about everything that happened in the show, so I could rewatch it again. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, something you've talked about, something you've talked about a lot in your stories, and something you talk about on you've talked about in the past on your YouTube channel. And something I have a great deal of respect for you for is you've talked about burnout and in the space of makers and creatives and anybody who's doing, especially people who are doing it in the social media space, doing podcasts, videos, whatever they're doing, burnout is just a topic that we all just deal with. It's just comes up constantly. You were very, you've been very forthcoming about your experiences with burnout. You know, you'll disappear, maybe you'll disappear for a week. And come back and say, I just needed some space. I needed some time away. I needed to decompress for a while. I needed to just turn off the internet and be away from everything for a while. I'm impressed by how aware you are of that at your age. Because usually people your age like run themselves into the ground trying to keep up that pace and keep up that schedule. And that's that's not your vibe. You don't do that. Um, why don't you talk about like what those cycles are like for you? Like how do you... How do you see them coming and what do you do to kind of blunt the blow or just let it go and get yourself back together so you can get back on your horse? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do want to be really open about burnout, especially when I'm talking about it in my YouTube videos, because it's something everyone experiences. And like some people just aren't aware, like you can really, really hurt yourself if you work too much. So a thing that happens to me is that if I work too much for an extended period of time, like my body actually will get sick. Like I will be sick. I will get a cold 
um, I think probably has something to do with like the stress levels in my body. And then they're like, nope, no more. Your um, body's forcing you to lay down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, so... do it voluntarily. We're going to cripple you. It's fine. No, exactly. So <laughs> I could really feel that coming. Like I try really hard to listen to what my body is telling me. And okay. if I go like a two weeks where I'm working really hard at my shop update, or I was before I was working my job and then I wouldn't sleep because I was working on something for YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Um, I would really feel that after two weeks. And then I would just have to like take a week to just recover and um, either recover just because I knew something was coming, like I was going to be sick or I actually did get sick mm -hmm. and I like physically couldn't do anything. So, wow. Yeah, my body really has its breaking point and I've come to know that because all of my life I have been really, really busy and on the go. I would like after school, I would always have a second job. Like during college, I would have like two jobs like on the side. So I'd be like packed nine to nine, nine a.m. to nine p.m. So I think from all of that, I really learned like when it's time for me to take a break. And I think it's totally okay to like take a step back from social media. I think everybody will still be there. Mm -hmm. Everything will be back if you take a day or two. So yeah, I think it's totally okay to just take a step back for you. Um, and I think everyone, everyone should be able to understand like, I think they do at this yeah. point. I think yeah. I think the word burnout has been thrown around so much, especially recently as, um, you know when it really started to get thrown around a lot was when TikTok really started taking off and people were blowing up on TikTok and to blow up on TikTok and keep it, you really do have to work at a frantic pace, yeah. constantly yeah. uploading and just keep blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And eventually it's like, oh no, I, I'm, I'm out of gas. Like, what do I do now? What do you, what do you do to recharge? So I, I, I know, and, and don't say reading. Cause I know reading, we know you love reading yeah. <laughs> Katie guys, Katie, my loves reading. Okay, cool. Yeah. But aside from reading, what do you, what do you do to decompress? Because for me, for me, I've noticed when I hit the wall, I don't see it coming. I'm not as lucky as you. So I don't see it coming. And it manifests itself in me being unshaven. I am shaven now, by the way. This is a normal beard. This isn't my depression beard. But, you know, usually it'll be a weekend on the couch just watching YouTube and TV and just being lazy. And then by Monday, I'm like, okay, I need a couple of days. What does decompression look like for you? How do you pull yourself out of it? How do you kind of refocus and recenter yourself so you're ready to get back at it again? Yeah. Um, so I would say I'm a very, like, introverted extrovert so oh that's I, me <laughs> yeah that's so me. to recharge i will like you said watch youtube for mm -hmm. like a day or two lay in bed but then i also go out and like hang out with my friends because mm -hmm. when i'm in those periods of working really hard i kind of forget to like hit them up and be like hey do you want to get lunch or do you want to go somewhere so mm -hmm. that's really what i like to do and then I guess also like watching TV sure. <laughs> for like binging a show. I haven't binged a show in a while. So I think I know, I know a period of rest that should be coming soon. <laughs> um, the wall's coming up quick. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Um, so yeah. I think those are kind of the things I do to decompress kind of like what everyone else does, just doing nothing for a yeah. while. <laughs> I think that's, that's what it is, right? That's, that's what I think people have trouble doing. I feel like people have trouble giving themselves permission to do nothing for a little while. Like it, if, especially if you're known for having like good hustle and people are like, yeah, you go, you go, you go. And I'm like, yeah, I go, I go, I go. And then by the time I go to bed, I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. You know, it's like, it's hard to maintain the level, especially again, especially if you're maintaining it in the social media space, because you know, you're curating an image of yourself as someone who's always go, 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 go. And when you're tired, it's really, really hard to, uh, it's really hard to just go, yeah, I need a nap, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I need a nap. Yeah. And I can't fake it either. If, I, if I'm like <laughs> tired, I will like tell everyone that I'm tired. <laughs> so like if I don't post for like a week, 
you guys know where I am. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Reading. <Yeah. laughs> she comes back yeah. and the next video is like a, a, a book list and it's like 17 books that you read. <laughs> By the way, I have to ask, how the hell do you read so fast? Like you are an incredibly fast reader. You're like, oh yeah, I read this book yesterday and it's like as thick as like, you know, it's six inches thick. And it's, how do you, re- I, I, I don't know. You just, are you just a naturally fast reader or did you pick it up and like, how do you finish books as quickly as you do? I'm amazed by how many (laughs) books you can read in a week. Yeah. I've been reading like pretty much my whole life. I stopped reading like um, during college because I just was like, ew, reading. But, um, (laughs) and I had to read so many other things where I was like, I don't want to crap in school. I don't want to do it in my personal life. (laughs) So I think, okay, well it's that. And then second, I have, I cannot put it down. Like I have to, finish it in one sitting. I'm very mm-hmm. much that type of person where it's like, if I'm doing something, I have to finish it right then and there. And I ah. can't like do it in chunks. You're a completionist. Uh, yes. So with editing a YouTube video, everyone says it's so much easier if you do it in chunks. I really have to just sit down for eight hours and just get yeah. it out of the way. Um, mostly because I'm also a procrastinator too. <laughs> so it's like, I have learned that that works. For yeah. me. So it's the same way with books. Like I, if I put it down in the middle of a chapter, I, I might not pick it up again. So oh, I have to finish it all in one sitting. I got you. One of the things I, one of the things I've grown to really appreciate, and you seem to be um, widening the scope of your videos a little bit, your relationship with your family is just unbelievable, particularly your relationship with your brother. But I also love that your grandmother is so involved in what you do it's amazing your your whole family you have one of the best family dynamics of just about anyone that i watch on youtube tell me a little bit about your family life and what your family life is like and you know what growing up with your family was like all that all the good warm fuzzy family stuff because everyone especially as we record this this is going to probably be released december 14th i think is the date that this one's going to drop but as Katie and I are recording this, we're two days away from Thanksgiving. So it's always nice to get a little um, emotional around Thanksgiving and talk about family. But tell me a little bit about your family, because I love the dynamic you have with your family that the vacation sketchbook video was fantastic. Like your whole family was in the video at one point or another, and it was just really enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I am so grateful for my family. I love them all so, so much. Um, And I think I grew up with my, I love that you mentioned my grandma because Mm -hmm. I grew up with my grandparents because my parents were working full time. So uh, my grandparents pretty much raised me. Um, uh, Mostly my grandpa, he passed away, unfortunately, last month. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've grown closer to my grandma in the past um, couple months. And yeah, it was all four of them basically have been in my life and um they've always been like super super supportive and i think that comes with like in a vietnamese or asian household everyone kind of is there for each other it's not Mm -hmm. it's very like collectivist um so they have always just been like i I can't even i don't even know like how to describe it like just so grateful for them and me and my brothers have a really great relationship my you have two brothers Yes, I have two brothers. I have one brother. Uh, I live with him in Philadelphia. I Mm -hmm. still live with my parents. They're sometimes in Jersey because my grandma lives in Jersey. So, your other brother is the one that's in California for game design. Yes, yeah, my other brother. Okay, it's not the same brother. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one brother who I live with in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's a little bit different than my other brother. So. Me and my younger brother, who's in school for game design, I think we're very much alike. We are like, um, we want to do art and we're going to do whatever it takes to do it. And then my other brother is kind of, he's in school for physical therapy. So he's kind of like on the other side. Oh, he's he's the scientist one. Yeah. The the mathy one. We know those people. (laughs) So we all kind of like balance each other out. And yeah, if we, me and my other brother did a collaboration 
together. And a lot of the times we butt heads because we're like the most similar to each other. So mm -hmm. that was kind of a fun thing to work. It on. was really fun. That was a fun, <laughs> that was a fun video that you, so that was uh, two videos ago. I think it was where you did a character and then he redid it in 3d using this really wild software. That was like, yeah, Oh, so that looks wild. like fun. I want to play with that for a little while. You actually should. It actually is really fun. Not sponsored. <laughs> totally not sponsored. <laughs> um, that was great. It was it, it was fun watching you guys work together. You talk about him a lot. Like there were pictures you had in your stories when you drove him to school. Um, when you guys took him to school, and you were just so proud. You could, you were like you were like a proud mom, only not mom. <laughs> yeah, because I think. Um, I knew when I was going to school, I was very confused on what I wanted to do. And I didn't think mm -hmm. art would be something that I could pursue. And um, not that my parents weren't supportive of me doing art, but I think they were just like kind of devil's advocate. Like, what are you going to be able to do with that? Like, right. why would you go to school for film? And I was like, well, nothing wrong with going to school for film, by the way. <laughs> but um I think it was really cool to see him be able to do that. And mm -hmm. we were all like super surprised that he was, he got in and we were just like, you have to take this. Like, yeah, like, go for it, man. Yeah, go for you it. You got to do it. Even though if it's across the country, you got to do it. So yeah, it was just nice. Like seeing him, him kind of live what I wanted to do and he's well, like doing it. So now he's just now you got me thinking because you know with his story I'm thinking like what if Katie's life had gone like her brother's, like how how would your life what do what do you think what do you how do you think your life would be different if you know instead of instead of you know trying to find your way and then kind of figuring it out I mean realistically and don't take offenses you didn't even figure it out in school you kind of figured it out at at post school. Yeah. So like how how different do you think because I've heard people and I won't name names, but I have friends who have told me that art school beat the love of art out of them. So I'm just wondering, like, how do you think your life would have been different had you kind of been focused on art going in and pursued art through college and then where you came out? You wouldn't obviously have been in the same industry. You definitely wouldn't have had the same job. Um, how do you think your life would have been different? In your mind, in your I, fantasy, in Katie Mai's fantasy world. <laughs> I think if I were, because I, I really was passionate about film at the time. So I think if mm -hmm. I did go to like any form of art school, it would have been film school. And it's kind of funny that I am doing YouTube videos now. So yeah. it like kind of is related to it. But I think I don't even know what I wanted to do with that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be like a director. I'm going to make really cool like cinematic shots. I think if I were to have taken that path, I would have loved to be like a cinematographer of some okay. sort. But then I think I realized like <laughs> kind of going back to now, like what I liked about film was that I could create something that doesn't exist in this world that we live in. And mm -hmm. illustration just let me take that another step further. Like sure. I could create anything I want on a piece of paper, but something that I create through a camera has its limits. So I think, I don't know. I don't even, I probably would still be doing some form of art. <laughs> not even knowing, not even knowing that you had been to film school, there is a certain cinematic quality to your YouTube videos, even your early ones. Like you clearly put a lot of thought into the way the shots lined up. And there were only a couple where, and I know you did it on, you were doing it for effect where you would like put the camera and then you would do the lean in. As if it was like what you know, as if you knew because you knew you were out of frame, and it it works as a YouTube device, right? It's it's perfectly fine to do that on YouTube, but your shots are always well framed. Your color is on point. In fact, one of the things that's very noticeable about your videos is your color grading is probably the best of any of the art YouTubers I watch. Um, you have this, you have an excellent color palette. I'm assuming you're not getting this off the camera. I'm assuming you're spending a little bit of time setting it up. Yeah. So the, all these things that I noticed, your cuts are clean. Your music is perfect. You're the only person. Congratulations, by the way. This is an award from me to you. You're the only person who knows how to duck their audio correctly. Um, you know, all the stuff, all the stuff that annoys me about other YouTubers, you just don't have those things going on with your videos. And it's like, now that I know you went to film school, it's like, oh, yeah, because she's looking for all this stuff. Like, I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet there's been more than a couple of full renders that took a couple hours. 
that you were going to go upload and you watched one last time and went, nope, got to fix that and started like tinkering away and doing that re-render. Yeah. Yep. That's why it takes me like forever to edit a video. Cause I'm like so it. nitpicky. Like, I'm like, Oh, that, that shot, like, Oh, the exposure is like too bright in that one, but I can't fix it now. Like, you usually do. Usually lately you've been putting about a week's worth of footage in your videos. How much footage do you shoot to condense it down to a 20 ish minute weekly ish video? Like how much, how much are you going into an edit with and how much, because I mean, you are condensing a week's worth of stuff into 20 minutes, even if it's a day, that's still impressive. But what do you what do you typically pull off a memory card? And then how, how long does it take you to put a video together? Okay, yes. Um, I film like a lot. <laughs> if you could, it probably like if I were to just cut all the footage from one 30 minute video and just like not edit it and it's raw, it would probably be like, 10 hours of footage wow i are shooting like, a lot yeah five to ten hours i maybe i was exaggerating a little bit but okay um i film like a lot i like ramble a lot because i'm just like talking to the camera like just for fun like just I for ramble. fun hey <laughs> let me let me give you a tip i ramble a lot too that's why i have a podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe i should start podcasting um, it works yeah. So like I film a lot because for with those types of vlogs, I'm not really sure like what the end product will look like. I do mm -hmm. have like an idea of what I'm doing that week. So I'm like, okay, I could base like some of that stuff around there, but it's a lot of me just doing stuff on the fly. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should film that. Like maybe this would look good. And then if I'll just have it, I could choose later if I want to put it in or not. And because of that, it takes me so long to edit a video. And I always dread looking through all <laughs> the footage. Um, like something like that sketchbook tour. I mm -hmm. really loved editing that because I loved shooting all those moments. I loved cutting oh, them all so together. Good. Cutting <laughs> the pictures together with what you do. Like it was just, and what I love about your style isn't photorealistic, like, full-on capture the moment in complete rich detail it's more like here's katie's artistic interpretation of the moment i i can't tell you how much i there have been two videos you've done in the last couple of months that i just really really loved one of them was a process video and i think i actually told you this much i was like that's one of the best process videos i've ever seen where you were talking about your process for i think it was your process for doing tiktoks and reels and oh, how yeah, you put yeah. the whole thing together and how you film everything, edit everything, put it all together, post it, do your titles, one end to the other. And then the other was that sketchbook tour video. I, I just love that video. Like I, it made me actually want to carry a sketchbook, which I never do. I'm not a, I'm not a sketchbook guy. I don't really draw that much, but it made me want to start like, oh yeah, so what? You don't have to draw it photorealistically. You can draw just a funky, sketchy outline style. Like you can do that. I know I can do that. Um, but those were just two just absolutely fantastic videos of yours. Thank you. And I think <laughs> those two are some of the ones where like, I actually thought about what I was going to film before <laughs> going into it. So I'm like, maybe I should do that more. Uh, but yeah, those vlog month long vlog type videos are mm -hmm. just a pain for me to edit. <laughs> and I think maybe that relays itself into sure. the video sometimes. I mean, it's going to, it's always going to, right? Because if you're trying to condense any number of days, you're going to worry that you're lingering on one day too much. Bailey J, I don't know how she does what she does. She does a whole week. She's only putting one video a week up and it's seven days of video. And she never lingers on one day. Like even when she's doing stuff, like she's doing a shop update and she'll do shipping and whatever. And it's like, how do you condense seven days and get enough of, a flavor of each day into that video it's like i don't even know how you get that done right, right. <laughs> yeah like i don't know editing those long vlogs <laughs> a pain <laughs> it's it's what's good though now is like you can you can basically if you were in that mindset you could basically have an edit day now it's like you know you you used to drop you generally drop your videos on saturday or sunday anyway so you could yeah. probably you know just say friday is my edit day like I've gotten is, in the habit. Actually. Yeah. Oh, it look at that. Actually. See? <laughs> <All right>. That's funny. <laughs> but 
No, I'm I'm really I'm really impressed. I, I'm really impressed with the level of quality that you've maintained. Even when you're YouTube, you know, when you're not feeling it or when you don't have time, you still manage to produce a video that looks like some thought went into it. It wasn't just I need to get a video up. Let me put a video up. And I know you've had those because everyone that puts regular content up has moments where it's like, I just got to put something there so everyone knows I'm still alive, you know, and the algorithm yeah. doesn't just completely deprecate me into non-existence. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I really, I really try to keep those at a minimum. I really want to put out like something that sure. is quality that I feel good about, but yeah, I, I understand like life that happens life. <laughs> or there's like some sponsored video that like the deadline's approaching and you're like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Gotta here we go. <laughs> I like, got to get something on the channel. <laughs> yeah. Like what the heck the day came by already. <laughs> yep. Um, why don't we, uh, why don't we shift gears? We'll talk about a little bit about things of the week. Now I sent you mine, but you didn't send me yours. So I'm very curious to know what your thing of the week is. Okay. What it could be anything, you... right? I was, be... like, I was like, I'm choosing something, but it could be anything. Right? Literally any. Okay. So I have had over the past three and a half years of doing this podcast, everything from transcendental meditation to Utz cheese balls. So it's a wide range. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I do have my items, so I'm glad. Okay, good. Who's good. going first? <laughs> you get you go ladies first, guests first. Okay. So all yours. Okay. Mine is a lunchbox. The Bagu mushroom lunchbox. I just got it for my friend. I'm gonna get myself one too because okay. as soon as I gifted it to her, I was like, I need that. Um and it is just a lunchbox in general i think it is something ha that has been missing from my life <laughs> and <laughs> and i need to get out of my house more so i think a lunchbox is a perfect way for me to like go to the ceramic studio like two days a week ah. work on some stuff eat my lunch there work on some more stuff and then go home to have more structure in my life and i think this lunchbox will help me with that <laughs> what is the what's the brand it's, it's oh bagu um b-a-g-g-u they have like those really cool like um, oh okay okay those like bags reusable bags um that have like the really fun funky designs on them gotcha okay oh wow okay yeah i'm looking at their stuff now this is cool okay yeah i got it for my friend and i was like i also <laughs> need that <laughs> cool I will definitely have to put, I'll definitely have to put that in the show notes. That's, I have a feeling that there's a couple of people whose aesthetic would line up nicely with one of those bags. Right, right. <laughs> now, and actually, it's funny how that lines up so well with yours. Like, damn, you were just on brand no matter what you do. It's like you just, Katie Mai's branding is chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's great. I'll have that. I'll have a link to, I'll have a link. I'll try to find the bag on their site. I have a link. I found the site. I'll have, I'll try to find something okay. that people can find it there. That's great. Um, my thing of the week is honestly, it's very out of character for me. I'm not a luxury item guy. I'm not a diamonds and jewels and crazy gemstones kind of guy. Even the jewelry I make is very, I mean, it's very, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's not what I'm going to recommend this week. But this guy watching his processes on YouTube guy is just incredible. Like watching him make stuff. It makes you want to make this kind of stuff. His name is Bobby white. He's in London and he does super high end jewelry, like super, super like, you know, hundred thousand dollar engagement ring caliber jewelry. And he doesn't like, forge his rings he literally hand makes them with you know gold and platinum and all the stuff and you can he literally shows you the whole process one end to the other whoever films his videos for him because he's in all his videos he's not doing the filming whoever films his videos a damn cinematic genius you know the film school film school katie film school katie would love his videos his videos are a, a clinic in how to do like maker content on youtube um, and he's, he's just got this swagger to him that I usually find obnoxious, but like when you see his work, you go, yeah, you kind of earned it. Like, I can't even be mad that you're this way. So, um, his name is Bobby white. You can find him at bobbywhite.com and he's Bobby white. 
W-H-I-T-E on Instagram. His stuff, his videos are just incredible. The stuff he makes is ridiculous. I'm confirming this. His videos are really nice. It's really, like, exceptional, (laughs) exceptional quality filming nice videos. It's just, he's fun to watch, too. Like, he's got a great personality. He comes across well on camera. Um, he did so. He just recently did the Gumball Three Thousand for um, I think it's Cotter. It's in Cotter and it's in the Arabian Peninsula. He did one couple of couple of months ago that was the race. Um, I think it's all along the East Coast, so it starts in like Maine and it ends in Florida. And he did the rings for that, and he did the whole. He traveled stop to stop too. So the video is a combination of a travel video and the process of making the actual rings it's it's just great it's great content i mean i'm i make jewelry so i watch this stuff and it's just like this is the next level for me but absolutely banger content so definitely check him out probably really enjoy his stuff but yeah you should definitely katie you should absolutely check just watch one of his videos and just the way the the camera moves alone it's like i don't know how whoever's filming his videos like i said damn genius absolute genius Oh no, I'm gonna start watching his videos and being like, oh, I wanna make jewelry now. I'm like, oh, Katie's either that, either that, or you're gonna have a whole bunch of Edelchrone equipment all over your bedroom as you're trying to film stuff. It's like, oh, I need a new slider. I need another <laughs> new slider. Oh, I need those giant I love those giant, giant lights. Like the ones that are basically floor to ceiling floodlights that just turn your room into daylight. Like it would be fun to film with one of those just for a day, just to see what it's like. Right, it'd probably like make you sweat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, I'm a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pasty white guy, so I would probably look dead. <laughs> like I'd have to color grade it a couple of degrees warmer than it really is. Otherwise, I would look deceased. Um, you know who's not deceased though? The people that support this podcast financially, and those people include. Matthew Serio from Artigiano Serio, Big Al Schultz of New York Woodworks, Tori Decker of Tori Did It, Ed Swanson of Ed's Clocks and More, Jake Drews of Make With Jake, Megan Chris from Onyx Designs Woodwork, Christian Neary of Warren Works, Jeff Stein, A Weird Guy, Kim and Garrett of Kim and Garrett Make It, Rory Langefeld of RLO Woodworks and DIY, Robert J. Keller, Rebecca Cole of Bexy Designs, Brian Arsenault, The Seven Hills Maker, Lars Coleman of Colorado Multicraft, Dave Bauer of Dave Bauer Art, Jeremy Spies, Mike of Pixels to Prototype, and Donald LeBlanc of Fun with Woodworking. Thank you so much for supporting the show financially. I really, really appreciate it. It makes this show possible. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. A share of the show, tell someone about it. Give me a recommendation for a guest. I'm always open to suggestions, even though my stable of guests is pretty damn solid. But I will listen to yours because I'm always open to finding new people. Um, if you go to vincentmferrari.com slash hall-of-fame, you can see all the names and find out more about the people there. Soon I'm going to have all of those linked. And at the bottom of the page is the, the link to find the support page where you can pick a subscription plan or the review button, where if you haven't left a review since I changed podcast names, now would be a really good time because things are starting to ramp up again. And I'd really love the help because this is now the third version of fourth version of the podcast so every bit of help i can get is appreciated katie it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you same to you uh, thank you so much for having me on here this has been the best like hour conversation ever and my <laughs> podcasting nerves completely gone completely yay gone. <laughs> i i have i am I don't often get starstruck on this podcast. And, you know, you and I have kind of become at least internet friends over the last year and a half or so. Yes. And it's so it's not like it's not the same, but it's still kind of surreal that this this woman whose art I was watching on YouTube, just just enjoying it, is now a friend and someone who's been on my podcast. And it's like, wow, I'm actually talking to you. It just feels very surreal. But I really appreciate you coming on. I really I know the nerves were there and you conquered them beautifully. So good job on your part. <laughs> yes. Um, um, where, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Um, obviously, whatever links you shout out, I will have in the show notes um, 
for this episode, but where can people find your stuff? Yeah, of course. Uh, you could find me everywhere at by Katie Mai on YouTube, Twitter, Patreon, by Katie Mai on all those platforms. And yeah, by Excellent. Super Excellent. Easy. If you want, <laughs> want to see some really cool art and some hella good vlog footage, Katie, Katie's your girl. <laughs> Katie's your girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to you, the listener, for either listening or watching. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but the show is on YouTube now. You guys asked for it and you got it. So feel free to hit up the YouTube channel. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know where to find the audio version. Well, the links are also there for the video version. And if you watch, if you go to Spotify and search Digitally Creative, the visual the visual, the visual version, let's call it that. The visual version of the show is on Spotify. So if you want to watch it there fine with me just watch it somewhere and make sure you leave a review tell people you like it and that'll give me an excuse to come back again next week and do this all over again have a great week everybody and we'll catch you then 